The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod had died, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. Those who sought the child's life are dead. He rose, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And because he had been warned in the dream, he departed for the region of Galilee. He went and dwelt in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. I mentioned in my Christmas homily that over this season we have seen people who have been examples of simplicity, humility, obedience, and the love that comes from them. In this life, we will never find love without them. Because in this life, love will always be, to one degree or another, sacrificial. But in our Lord, we find infinite simplicity, infinite humility, infinite obedience to the Father, and infinite love. Those qualities are strange to our world. They would never define love in those terms. And now we come to the Feast of the Holy Family. From the very moment of his birth, and even before, our Lord will be rejected. Even as he is born, he is rejected. Herod seeks his life. And so, they are sent into exile. That isn't his first exile. His first exile was at the moment of his conception. He never leaves the Father. The Trinity cannot be separated. But he takes a human nature. He becomes one of us. In our cosmos, God enters his world in this strange way as a child. He must now function with us. That's exile. It will only end when he says, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Now he must go into a physical exile. Notice how it happens. Uh, the angel of the Lord appears to St. Joseph in a dream. Again, I mentioned St. Joseph always in a dream. The others had a face-to-face confrontation with an angel. St. Joseph always in a dream. What faith this man had. And notice also, he's told to rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt. And 
Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night. Immediately he rises, and they go by night into exile in Egypt. Our Lord is not even allowed into his own land to be with his own people. He must go to a foreign land amongst foreign people, amongst pagans even, uh, until the death of Herod. Again, this rejection that will remain with him all of his life. It remains with his church until the end of time, to one degree or another. This exile, even in his own, amongst his own people. Whereas the prologue of the Gospel of St. John said, uh, he came uh, to his own, his own people received him not. And so, Herod dies, and once again, St. Joseph is warned in a dream, or rather not warned, but told, um, that Herod has died, take the child and go to the land of Israel. He rises, takes the child and his mother, and returns. But not to Judea, because of the son of Herod, but to Galilee and to Nazareth, where they are meant to go. This idea is something that remains with us, too. Too very often in this life, we have the idea that I'm home. Now, we all have places that we call home that hopefully we find very warm and loving, places we can always go. But who was it that said we've all heard this, that home is that place where you go and they have to take you in? Um, and yet there is no home we were not created in home we were not created for permanence everything we have in this life in some way must be left behind we are in exile we don't look at it that way though do we because we're always trying to find some way to make ourselves feel permanent if only this could stay this way all the time but we're in exile in fact we say that don't we hail holy queen mother of mercy our life our sweetness and our hope To thee we cry, poor banished children of Eve. Banished children of Eve. Do you ever think of yourself that way? I almost never do. But it's probably a good thing to do from time to time. Since we we say the prayer often enough, we really ought to uh, know what that means. Poor banished children of Eve. Uh, To thee do we come. And then also, poor banished, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Valley of tears. I don't usually think of myself living in a valley of tears. Oh, sometimes we're all around tears, and sometimes we all may feel like it. But that's not the way we think of our lives. Um, uh, turn then, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this, our exile. Our exile. Uh, we admit it, but we don't think of it that way. And yet we should. The saints all did. They realized that we, here we have no permanent home. Now, we know that that we have to leave all things behind in the end. We don't live that way. In some ways, though, this is the paradox of faith, the more we leave behind the things of this life, I'm not saying that we reject the people we love or leave them. Very few people are called to that life. Some are, but very few. Uh, The more we leave all those things behind that are not essential for for our experience of God, the more we will experience a freedom that we don't otherwise experience. And the more we try to hold on to things in this life, the more we are going to feel a slavery that we didn't realize that we were experiencing. Um, I said, our Lord, all of his life, will be that exile. Can you imagine what that was like for him? We're told in the gospel he would often go off by himself to pray, to be alone with the Father. Just to be alone with the Father. Um, For a while, for a moment anyway, he would be a little less in exile, being with him. 
But there's something else about this, too. God will not leave us totally in exile. Um, it's said that some people, when put in solitary confinement, go mad. And you know, back in the 60s and 70s, people were trying to, to go through this uh, out-of-sense experience. They would put themselves in experience in a place where all of their senses were dulled. They couldn't hear anything, they couldn't see anything, they couldn't actually almost touch anything, smell anything. And that was supposed to be some sort of freedom. People actually went mad with that too, because we aren't meant to be that way. Um, we are meant to empty ourselves, yes, but nevertheless, God comes to us over and over in this life to give us tastes of what is to come. The Holy Family and every family is a glimpse of the kingdom of heaven, or should be. Now, in this life, of course, it isn't going to be quite that simple. We all have you know, tensions and pains and anxieties and disagreements. and but so, Nowhere is that more true than in families with people we love the most, because we're around them all the time. I have, most of us have no trouble whatsoever um, getting along with the person who lives three blocks away, and we pass on the way to the, to the grocery store or something. We can all say hello and smile and wave, and that's just wonderful. When we, when we're together with one another all the time, things become a little different. But the Holy Family is always that great example. Um, Pope Paul VI said he would like to go back to his childhood and relive the life of the Holy Family. And he depicted the Holy Family uh, in a number of ways. This is strange for most families. He said, silence was one of the qualities. Silence. Maybe I think most families don't have silence. Uh, especially when you have a lot of little children, you've got to do all kinds of things, and they're very demanding. But there is some silence in life, in, in marriage and family life too, isn't there? Um, for maybe it might be just for a minute or two, or, but there has to be some. We cannot live around sound all the time. Of that, again, most people aren't called to a, to a contemplative life, so there won't be the same silence in the family as there would be in a monastery. We're all called to it. The second quality of the holy family, he said, was simply family life. That integral experience they have with one another. Now, of course, the holy family was a unique family. I remember once on a talk show on television years ago, um, someone was saying that, well, the Catholic Church, what kind of example do they give us of motherhood and womanhood? Um, a, a, a virgin who bears a child uh, remains a virgin with a husband who responds to whatever he's supposed to do. So that's supposed to be an example, and the host said to him, well, tough. If that's who God gave us, that's who God gave us, um, the Holy Family. But remember, too, that, uh, this is good to mention, I think I've said it before, there was only one person who had perfect parents, and he only had one of them. St. Joseph was always trying to keep up. Um, but still, it was a unique family, but we look to that family for the qualities we'd like to see in our own and even amongst friendships. So they come out of exile, as we will eventually come out of this exile too, and into the, our true home. Meanwhile, the Lord comes to us, doesn't he? We aren't in complete exile. As long as we have the Eucharist, as long as we have the Mass, as long as the Lord comes to us in his body and blood, we really aren't in exile. In fact, in that sense, in that sense alone, we are home. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the birth of your Son, 
and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, that her members will always uh, live as the Holy Family and be examples of that love to the world in which they live. We pray to the Lord. For all families, that they will realize the qualities of true family life and continue to grow in the grace given to them. We pray to the Lord. For those who are isolated and lonely, that they may always find in the Eucharist their true home. We pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, that we will return to a proper appreciation of the family and encourage those values in our culture, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they may know that they are part of God's family, united in their suffering. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected the faith, we pray to the Lord. For a greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb, for laws that will protect it, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations of priesthood of the consecrated life, those young men and women who will in particular realize God's presence in their lives, calling them to a new family, for greater respect for the heroic nature of marriage and the single life and family life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, Having spent time in the presence of the risen Lord, they may then call all people into that family. We pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, especially the members of our immediate families, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. For all those who are traveling at this time of year, especially our own parishioners and our own families, that they will travel safely, we pray to the Lord. And for all of us here, we may continue to grow in the realization, first of all, of our own families and then of the family of the church. We may always respond to the grace given to us to live in those families. We pray to the Lord. Lord we now join our prayers to those of the mother of the Holy Family as we, she takes us to her son singing. 